Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Quest completed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and I use the term loosely, we celebrate tonight as the Cubs have avoided a 100-loss season. The quest for 63 is complete. We are back, baby. Let's there it go. Is. We all, Let's go. We all wore CHGO swag for the big oh, night. Man. We broke out the champagne tonight. We celebrate around the city of Chicago and beyond to Iowa, yes. past Iowa. We yes. go to the West Coast. We go to England where Rachel will wake up and realize her team has won 63 <laughs> yes. and avoided 100. Loss season. And it's all thanks to the David Bodie game of 2022. And Adrian Sampson. And Adrian Shout Sampson. Out. When wow. I look back on Adrian Sampson's era with the Cubs, I'll be like, he was the reason the Cubs won 63 games in 2022. We did it, Jack. <laughs> we did it. We're back, baby. Jack Brown. Huh? Jack's there. He, how, how are, this is the question we should start with. How are you going to remember where you were and what you did <laughs> when 63 where, was reached? Where were you when the Cubs avoided 100 losses? I was trying to figure out. And why weren't you in the chat if you're not here right now? Yeah, live? seriously. Why aren't you in the chat if you are here? If you if you, if you are going to look back. When the Cubs won 63 games, I was busy trying to help Luke download one song <laughs> from iTunes. On SoundCloud or whatever. I did it. A lot of things were accomplished tonight. I downloaded one song on iTunes, which I didn't think was possible anymore. And I'd never heard of SoundCloud. But it took uh, Cubs Twitter to help me out and Ryan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I we're all didn't know. a big community, man. And we got That's it done. We're all about. And then we got it done on the baseball field. Down one to nothing. Cubs valiantly come back on the road. Um, we're going to talk about some other things other than specifically this game. Let's give it re- a real short mention, just the game, because I like some of our other topics for the podcast. Um, Samson was good again. Bodie was really good. And uh, I don't know how much more you need to say about the rest of it. They yeah. won 63. Alzali. Mean, Alzali. is probably innings. the best note. Yes. Two innings, yes. No, what? Do you have two? I thought it was two, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two innings, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Hughes came in to close Esteban Kiros was good. Oh, man, when, when um, I don't know who it was that hit that double in the, in the ninth. 
Oh you yeah, you we were like, freaking no, out, man. No, I was ready to be hurt out. again, real, real quick. I, I was mean, like, you because of the March of '63, him because he's like, please, no extras, please. <laughs> that would have ruined the whole night. <laughs> it would have ruined the whole night. Regardless if they won the game, yeah, '63 or not, if this went another hour, I was out. <laughs> Uh, Jack said I was so was excited I threw it in the important announcement Slack channel <laughs> that the that the Cubs have won 63 games. <laughs> yeah, Nick G makes an important point. He said David Bode game question mark. What about Esteban Quiroz? Yeah, I know. I know. Great game from him too. Really, we celebrate this as Cubs Nation, though. This shouldn't be given to just one person. Maybe who you got shouldn't go to just one person as we celebrate this as a franchise and a fandom around the world. Avoiding the 100 loss season, which we thought was very, very possible at one point during this season. Remember the show, Luke, where we read that random stat on Twitter where it was like since a certain date, the Cubs were like 50 and like 130 or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I do remember that. That's, that's at a time when we, when we were convinced the Cubs were going to lose 100 games this year. And, man, I'm so glad that it didn't happen. I, it's the last like I was I you know I've I've came to I've came to the the okayness that well it's not okay that we're bit this bad but You've I've accepted I've it. accepted that the Cubs were bad and all I wanted was to just not lose a hundred games that's all I wanted because I do not deserve another hundred loss season no one in the chat deserves another hundred loss season we dealt with that in 2012 mm-hmm. we did not we we as Cubs fans do not deserve another hundred loss season considering the market this team is in and all the other stuff that I've complained about all season. We did not deserve 100 losses. So at least the Cubs gave us this. At least they gave us this in 2022. And and they did it with a lot of guys being hurt here down the stretch. Now, you could still win 14 straight wins here to finish the season, Ryan. (laughs) Add it on to tonight's win, and you still have a shot at predicting the correct record for the season. That's still alive, the March to 77. The March to 77 is the new March. Really, it's now the March to, to 70. Yeah. And then if they get there, it would be the March to 77. But, I, you know, one loss and you're done. Yeah. What I'm also looking at it as, like, if they can if they somehow avoid 90 losses, like, that wouldn't be too bad. I mean, that would be a good end of the season, right? Because they're at 82 right now. Am I right? No, 85 yeah, right so now. Yeah, so if they went, 85 like. 85 right now. So they'd have to go, what, 10 and 10 4? And which I'd be real impressed if they went ten and four. We got one more against the Marlins, four against the Pirates. I think the Phillies are at Wrigley next yeah, week. If they didn't lose ninety. I'd six be... against the Reds. That'd be impressive. So the March to seventy three. Way to end it. Impressive to end it. Seventy three is what you're hoping for. Then the March to seventy three. Ten get more to 73, wins. That'd be a good way to end. If you can somehow pull together, not lose ninety games after we just watch them. You know, we just watch them not avoid a hundred tonight. Like, if they can also avoid 90 losses, like, that would be that'd be a positive note to end the season. Scott on. says, yeah, 2014, 73 losses. We did do a little history. We went back to when is the last time it took them this long to avoid the 100-loss season? Yes, we did. And, and it's kind of crazy to look at, like, the good years. Like, 2016 was Fast. game 104. So, the, today was the 148th game of the season. That's how long it took them to win game 63. You know, 2016 was 104. I think uh, I think 15 was maybe like 111 or something like that. I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, obviously, 2020 yeah. was the 60 games. That doesn't count. 
Um, 13, I think we had it at like 147. Like yeah, one, one game off. ahead one of schedule. Off. 2012, obviously they lost. Uh, they lost. They didn't even make 63 games because they didn't win. They they lost over 100 games. Um, so we're, we're not counting that one, but it's like how long the last time it took them that they did win 63 games in a season, how long did it take them? Got to go back to 06. 06. So this said, is I, I think this said, is the we, longest since 06. I think we said have... 155. Game 155 that year is when they won their 63rd game of the year. So this team is better than 06. <laughs> but here's the lineup. So tell you know what for 06? Yeah, debate okay, the lineup for this game. We are going to compare later on a different lineup. Today's lineup to the same lineup from this date in 2012 when they lost 101. But this is 06, September 23rd, 2006. Okay. Game 155. Cubs win game. Cubs win their 63rd. Cubs yeah. Cubs win their 63rd game. Leading off Juan Pierre in center field. Number two Ryan Terrio at second base. Aramis Ramirez at third. Matt Merton in left field. Okay. Angel Pagan in right field. Sinking a little bit. John Mabry at first base. Who was old at the time. Henry Blanco at catcher. Always a Ooh, great he was Hank White. Four day, like, so four days after that, he'd have a walk-off single. Okay, on see, birthday. Hank White already elevates so that team. That. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Cedeno, shortstop. Beloved by Cub fandom, uh-huh. Ronnie Cedeno. And then Carlos Zambrano started on Big the mound. Z. Relievers were uh, Scott Ayer, Bob Howery, and but Ryan Dempster. Ryan Dempster, yeah. Yeah, that's a right. better team. Which is like... That is a better team than what the Cubs have right now. Which is nuts. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll check out uh, 2012. I did want to get to one of the hot topics around Chicago, and that is Justin Fields' comments in his press conference on Monday after the Bears lost to the Packers. Uh, Joey's going to set it up. The gist of it is that he's saying... The players care about it and are hurt more by the loss than the fan base because they're putting all the time and effort into it. Do you, do you have it queued up uh, for us, Joey? I'm sure everyone's seen it. It's been pretty yeah, viral. Yeah, it's yesterday. been viral and, and all kinds of hate and slash support, depending on which side you're on for this. It hurts more in the locker room than the Bears fans, I mean, because – at the end of the day, they're not putting in any work. I see the guys in the locker room every day. I see how much work they put in. So um, just coming out with a disappointing loss like this, it hurts. It hurts. He did. Okay. I, I understand what's been said out there. I'm going to present it this way. My, my feeling is that doesn't bother me at all. I don't think he worded it as well as he probably wanted to. Uh, but of course, the you want the players to think they care more than the fans. Like if if you don't, then he's not involved in what he's doing. Like so, mm-hmm. that's what you want to hear. People got all upset. Like there are people that are so angry on Twitter and sports radio. I present this to you. If this were a Cubs player, say it was Nico Horner saying at the end of this season, say they lost a hundred games, and Nico was like, you know what, it hurts us more than it hurts Cubs fans. We put in the time. They didn't put in the time. Would it bother you if a Cubs player said the same exact thing after a tough, tough loss? I'm going to let Cody take this one. I mean, I don't want to say that the Bears are different from the Cubs. I, I think we – I don't think we would have been as angry. I don't think we would be considering the expectations for this team. But the Bears are number one in the city. Well, no I mean, what. the Bears didn't have great expectations either. 
But we're coming no. in after that one that that win over just the 49ers. because we got talked into That's it. That's you. Like if you got, if you had thought the Bears had any chance of really beating the Packers last week, then that's on you. On I didn't. Sunday. I didn't. I'm just saying. I thought not, they might cover, I'm just but saying I that. didn't I think they're they going to win. Too, but and again, like, Jack is saying don't bring the fans into it. I generally agree with that, but I believe the way the question was phrased, it was already sort of included in that. Yeah. Like the fan base is upset, and he was sort yeah. of led into that a little bit. So, oh, let me finish. What I was yeah, go ahead. All I was sa- get, trying to say is that. Do I think Cubs fans would have gotten mad about it? I think some would have if it would if it would have been a Nico Horner or whoever. I think there would have been some people upset because I think no matter what, anytime you involve the fans in a quote or something like that, you're always going to have backlash. Yeah. I think this is just a learning moment for Justin Fields, honestly. I think anyone overreacting to it and like already like claiming that they're done with him and that he doesn't know anything and blah blah, blah and he sucks and it's like I think you're a moron if you're that far, but Part of me doesn't blame some fa- like blame those fans like the the level headed fans at least that that they might be a little irked by it, but at the same time, I also think that it's really not that big of a deal. It's not. I think if you've ever no, played, if you've ever played in like 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 just competitive sports in general, like yeah, those guys are putting the work every single day. They're trying like. We could we could sit here on the Bears podcast, this podcast, whatever whatever team you want to talk about, and complain about oh this guy sucks and this guy's you know not playing well and like he like we could sit here and and tell you whatever, but that that doesn't that doesn't mean that whoever we're talking about isn't trying to fix the problem that that he has. Like all those years where you know Kyle Schwarber here that's here's a there's an example Kyle Schwarber when he was with the Cubs. Yeah, he went through ups and downs. He was a streaky guy, it felt like. And so many people were out on him and this and that. And, like, what my point is is through through that time, I felt like I gave him the benefit of the doubt because he was a winning player. And he, when he would go through those slumps, I I knew he was working hard to try and fix it because in 16, the guy worked so hard just to be able to play in Mm -hmm. the playoffs. Like, the guy showed that he was a hard worker early in his career. So a lot of people, a lot of fans, like, the meatball takes when it comes to, like, the, the, when fans will say that players, they don't care as much as, as, as the player or, or that, the fan, that, that the fans care more than the players. Like, I just don't think that's – that you can't that's factually say that. Yeah, that's not true. I mean, there may be individual players that just are there for a paycheck and, like – Especially players that have no connection to a city or no connection no. to a team. They're kind of a mercenary. They bounce around. Okay, maybe you have an argument there. But well, you're just, talking about QB1. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm Justin saying. It's QB1, Fields. like drafted by the Bears. Like, it's like, and even like, even if it wasn't him saying, it's just, I, I look at it and I'm like, and this is for any Bears player, Cubs player, White Sox player, Bulls player, Sky, Fire, like whoever it is. Players, it's their livelihood, it's their career. They care more about the game itself. They should care more about the game itself than the average fan. And if the average fan is so into this, into a game that they're not even really a part of, like they're watching it, and I get it, I root for teams too. And, you know, the Bears game yesterday pissed me off because I hate the Packers. Okay. But am I, do, did I really care more about it today than like a Bears player still steaming over getting beaten by the Rock Travels? No. You didn't, but there are some people that do. There, but that's Here's, what, I'm okay with them caring as much as you. You just don't make the comparison because 
and and I have no problem with the, what he said. No, I don't. But I understand that there are fans that are dumping in thousands and thousands of dollars to supporting this team to going to the games. On the flip side, the players are getting paid money to be disappointed, right? So like yeah. some people are putting, you know, that's their fault, but like they're putting everything they have to go watch these games and they are as emotionally invested as a guy potentially because we've I seen some players just loaf it. I don't have a problem with what he said. I want him to think he cares about it more than anybody out there. He just didn't phrase it right. And if a Cubs player said it, no, I didn't. believe, see, like Sean is saying, the problem for him is if he has a bad first half, then he gets booed off the field going into the locker room. Now, I think that would be a horrible idea. Yeah, they I, told you they're rebuilding. Yeah, I, I don't. They've told you you're and, rebuilding. Why did we think they were going to beat the Packers? And the same goes for the Cubs. Why, boo the, why would you boo the Cubs off the field this year when you know everything the front office did yeah. is telling you uh, we're rebuilding. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, well, I guess as it goes for Justin Fields, if he has a bad first half and Bears fans boo into the locker room, that's a horrible look for Bears fans, for the fan base. Why would you boo Justin Fields? I'm sorry, but just because of comments that he made, and he 100% worded it in, like, just horribly. Like, he should, he definitely should have, could have said it in a better way, but to boo him off the field if he has a bad first half, that's a horrible take. Well, that's it's a, a bad look. it's a bad idea if you're trying to get him to be better too. It's a horrible most likely. Look. And yeah. and and it again it kinda goes for every the player any, does any, matter a little bit though, right? Like yeah, if does. Nico were to say it, it would have less sting than if a young guy that just came in let's say Morell or somebody said it like or one of the young pitchers, what if Wes Neski said it after the first time he pitched? Like, maybe that wouldn't sit with you as well as a guy who's played hard all season and has done well. I do think just as people got on, are getting on Justin Fields, irrationally in my mind, I do believe there would be a huge part of the fan base, Cubs fans would be pulling the same thing, saying, we waited 108 years, don't tell me you, lo- you care about this more than we do. Yeah. I guarantee that, that you that group would the, be out there, and I would disagree with it. But yeah, I think that's. I think that'd just be a lot of the older generations. Personally, sorry, Luke. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be that guy, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah. But no, I, I wasn't even saying you. I'm just saying I think older generations would would just jump to that 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 right because of the right longer way. years of suffering. Yes, yes. Again, I just think that. I think that Justin Fields was getting backlash because he's a quarterback and yeah. you know the history of quarterbacks in this city I mean the only team that's worse you can say is probably the the Cleveland Browns I mean it's a it's bad folks so the like Lions. yeah there's a lot of freaking Lions are bad the Lions yeah true so at least that Stafford like they just couldn't win with him because they didn't know how to build a team around him. I'm just like as, as far as like an actual yeah. good quarterback you yeah. can go f- ride with for a decade like I mean Jay Cutler was so like controversial in the city, uh, what if people were either supporting of him or not? So like, I think a lot of that has to just be with the fact that it's the Bears and that it's you know the quarterback and yeah. they're coming off a loss to the Packers and like yeah, if you're a normal person, you didn't expect the Bears to win that game, but you got embarrassed on prime time once again. So everyone's gonna overreact. And forget about the fact that they are one and one, and now they get to play the Texans next week. So you know it's not all bad, and it's only week two. You know 
but that's how Bears fans work. I mean, that's how that's how Chicago sports fans work, man. Like we overreact yeah. to everything. Yeah. Every yeah, team, yeah, yeah. every fan in this amount of times I saw on this podcast and overreacted to one guy who who's done well this season and, and is now struggling now and now I'm like trying to decide if I'm in or in or out on him. You know, like that. I'm a I'm a great example of 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 Chicago sports fans. I think like I I am I am so in and out on the Bears. I I, the, I try to be as optimistic as I can about the Cubs. Because they're the only team in the city that's won recently outside the sky. Like, there, there is we, – we all just – this fan base of, in this city, is, that's just how they are. How we are. Like, people, yeah. people aren't patient. So, whatever, man. I, I think – again, I think if you're, you're – if, if a Cubs player were to do that, I – if they were like a Justin Fields where they're trying to still make their way in the league and, and all that, like, no matter what, I think you're going to get some backlash from some people. Yeah. But I, I just don't think it's as deserving. I think he can solve it by coming out and explaining himself. I think he can solve it. He comes out and throws four touchdowns well, against the Texans too. on Sunday. That too. People that too, will yeah. forget it completely if Justin Fields just goes out there and performs. Uh, Michael Collada, if a Cubs, if a Cubs player – said that after a heartbreaking loss, how would you feel about it? That's someone in the chat that I'm curious because he says he's the prototypical Cub fan. I think a lot of people feel like they're the prototypical Cub fan. But Michael kind of sways to the negative side, so I'm curious mm. if he would be upset if a it Honestly, just Cubs depends fan, on the player. Like, you wanna, I, I agree with you, that. Okay, Agree. And Justin Fields, just really quick, he's the last guy that you should criticize for saying he doesn't care because he's said the right thing. He's shown his work ethic. Every step of the way. Like, there's young players where you might look at it and say, I'm not sure if that guy's invested or not. If you have any idea what's going on with this team, don't question Fields' commitment to the team or to the city. Like, he wants to be good. Sorry, question Cody. that he's not polished as an as a yeah. NFL veteran. Question that he can't read questions. defenses. Question That's that like, he can't read defenses. Well, that too. That too. Yo, Joey, can we get this Jacob guy out of the chat? Thanks. He's also, he's also misspelling whatever word he's trying to yeah. put in. Uh, what I was going to say was... To, based off Michael Collada's question, right? He asked if it would have been after a heartbreaking loss. Like to the Cardinals or something. I will use the golden era, for example. that Because those players all have something. We, we all have a place in our hearts to them, right? So if it's like 2018, 2019, when things were so up and down and like everyone's questioning the, who's going to be here, all this stuff. If, uh, you know, if Chris Bryant would have said something like that, I, I wouldn't have over, I wouldn't have reacted the way that some fans reacted to Justin Fields. Now, if we're talking about like I don't know, like a what if they had Daniel lost, Descalso? What if, they had lost, if, if, what if they said that after they lost Game Seven? Oh man! If they had lost Game Seven and a Cubs player came out and said, "You know what? It doesn't hurt the fans as much as it hurts us." And I'm not saying that's exactly what Fields said, but you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there would be some outrageously irrational Of course, the situation matters. Oh, yeah. we're, again, we're talking <laughs> about this whole thing is sparked off a week two loss. Like, that's the whole, the whole reason this, this is like a topic, right? Like, it's a week two loss in the regular yeah. season. The season just started. You're one and one, all right? So, yeah, if someone were to say something close to that in a playoff game and if the Cubs had lost game seven and whoever said that, yeah, we all would have been pissed. <laughs> and right. I think we all would have rightfully been pissed then. But, like, again, we're coming off – the Bears are coming off a, a week two loss to the Packers. 
and there there were ten point dogs. Like I don't in know. In a season they know they <laughs> suck. Right. Sean, yeah, Sean not, says, what if Kimbrell had said something like that after blowing some saves I was in 19? Think, I was thinking about that against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Like right there at the, end of the se- at the end of the season like that. I wonder what that would have been like. It's context. Yeah. I take it as a young player. If a veteran player had come out and say it and, and it really dug into the fans, maybe. I'm just not heated about you wanna, it. And you want to know, know what, what makes what, what like popular former Cubs player has said, like something that a popular former Cubs player has said that still eats to me this day is when Moises Alou literally said that they knew they were going home at, going into Game uh-huh. 7 in 2003. Right. Yeah. That still sits with me. <laughs> it still bothers me. Now, saying something like that and as being as popular as he was as a Cub, that's completely different. That's that's him basically saying that we're, we're giving up. We're done. Like, And even if he did think it, why say it? Even if, even though he said it like years 10 later. Years, yeah, later, years later, it yeah. still it still bothers me. Still bothers me. I think that's and and that's what that's what Luke said. Like context has everything to do. Game six of twenty of two thousand three in LCS is one of the worst days in Cubs fans' lives. Even after winning the World Series, like you could you still think back to it and you still get angry about it and you still heartbroken over it. If that if that comment were made after that or after the quote unquote Bartman game, whatever you want to call it. 85, 95, 99% of Cubs fans would have been all over the player. Oh, sure. All over the place. So it is about context. Remember, this is a young quarterback who was asked a question. He didn't answer it correctly. And what he's saying isn't totally wrong. No. And, what and what he's saying is, is I care a lot, you know, yes, like basically we are say, more I care mad about it as much as anybody wouldn't, else. Like, let me ask you guys a question and to all the people in the chat, wouldn't you be more upset yes. if they were like, Hey, what? Yeah. Nah, to be honest with you, I don't really give a fuck that we lost. You know, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just out here to right. make my money. What We'd be Alan way Robinson more mad said that last year. We'd be way more I, mad. I believe him too. You guys, <laughs> at least, you guys care more than I do. This guy's at least saying, you know what? I'm <laughs> frustrated. He's 23 years old. You don't think that the frustration affects him. He wanted to win. He's right. won at every single level of his career. This guy's a perennial winner. Just like all of these guys that make the NFL or who play quarterback, he won at every single level. He's not used to this. He's 23 years old. He's just as frustrated. And And what he's saying is he's more frustrated than we are, which I totally get and agree with. And to to go on top of that, he's been getting slandered by the national media since – Week one began. Mike Marks, you're still on my shit list. And Bart, uh, Bart Scott, you're on my shit list too. Mike Lombardi as well. My guy, the Catman, was on him pretty hard on on fields. Listen, we well, have that, no. I'm reason. not saying you can't be critical. And everybody, so. take it easy on Michael Collada. He's a member of the uh, CHGO <laughs> family here. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We like him, even we, though we, I don't really Occasionally, his with negativity most of brings us back down to earth. He's like yeah. the he's like the one that comes in and just kind of creates chaos. He's an agent yeah. of chaos. Yeah. It would have 100 percent been worse if he would have come out and said. You know what? The fans care about it more than we do, but we'll get it right. right. Then, then I would have had some issues with what he said. Instead, we celebrate 63 tonight. <laughs> 63, 63. Uh, Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat sausages and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches. All-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours with 16 grams of protein per stick. They make a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, flavors like jalapeno, cheddar, and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. 
delicious because they are made with recipes that are generations in the making. Being all natural, they deliver a fresh, flavorful alternative at snack time. And you can always find them in your refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or any Chicagoland grocery store. Right now, when you order three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com. Now, no ass there, GreenRidgeFarm.com, and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. Don't forget, Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. <laughs> by the way, Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site, makes it easy, even easier to get to those games and score the best deals on tickets sports concerts and shows our white Sox chgo guys jumped on that tonight and got like six dollar tickets to go see guardians white Sox. they were literally gonna stay here they did this the pregame show they, they were, were here, here yeah. and then they had a rain delay they're like okay we're going to the game yeah. like, that quickly they're like yeah the seats are cheap there you go for a really big series which is kind of i mean this is a playoff series for them so yeah. <laughs> So if you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, Corey Friedman's at Smashing Pumpkins, but he missed the quest for 63 being completed. Yeah, absolutely did. It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you thought you never could buy. You find a deal this season. It won't be better than what you're finding, certainly on Cubs games, I guarantee that, or Bears games created by the fans for the fans, guaranteed lowest price and if you love chgo you're going to love game time the best way to support us is by buying your tickets from now on through the link in this description join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events uh so again cubs quest is 63 they have avoided a 100 loss season michael colada says like tom ricketts the season has been a success <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the New York Times tomorrow will say Michael Collada claims it's been a success. <laughs> like how they do like movie Broadway reviews yeah. and stuff. I got this quote, or not this quote, this, this tweet from Tony Andraki over at Marquee. It's actually like I kind of think about that. I'm like, huh, it makes me think about It makes me think. Hold Adrian, on, I just want to spin the champagne bottle and make sure it's chilled for us. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Adrian, yeah, I got to have some before the show. Chills ends. it faster. Oh, man, that may be... May not be the best idea. You know, <laughs> I do have to ride the scooter. Yeah, you guys going to say you got a scooter home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Adrian Samson has started against Corbin Burns, Jacob DeGrom, and Pablo Lopez this season. Uh-huh. In those three starts, he has a 1.02 ERA, a 1.08 whip. Oh, yeah, and the Cubs won all three games. That's just kind of – I mean, it's – And his ERA, like, the last six games is really, really good. I mean, he's yeah. having a good season, really, like, since he got – Put in the rotation. I mean, you know, the whole getting option and, and getting pissed off and, like, that whole story, it's great. But when he's come back, he comes back up and he backs it up. Like, he's having himself a good season. And I still, you know, I wrote about it this morning. Well, I, you know, published this morning, uh, just kind of looking at the 40 man and all, like, who's kind of the locks or who's close to it, who's on the bubble, that kind of stuff. Um, and I kind of – I had Samson over on the bubble, but I made a note, like, He's he's could be on the lock section, and having games like he did today can help him move closer to that lock section or group. But a lot of a lot of it might just have to do with what the Cubs do. Like it might not really be in his control at all. Right. I teet, I teeter back and forth, yeah. and every time he has a bad, a uh, good game, I should say, like this, 
I think, boy, they could do a lot worse. But then it's also about the young guys and making sure the young guys get up and get developed. And it's like, well, he's not young. But he could help them win next year, he's maybe not, more than some of the young guys. Right. And it's so not like I, he's 35, 36. He's 30, 31. But he's not 25, though, I think like he, Javier Assad, I think example. if he's going to be a lock, I should say, if he's going to be on the 40-man roster, he's going to be one of the last names on that list. I think they're going to have to think good and hard about what they do with certain guys for the future because they don't want to risk losing them. I think that Samson would be a good replacement for Alec Mills. Oh, it'd be a great one right now is what right. you're thinking, yeah. Yeah. So, you know. But it's I, different. Like, Alec Mills was there when you weren't trying to save all these 40-man roster spots for guys to protect them. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's 100% about the 40-man roster more than it is about Samson and can he help them next season or the season after. Because I think the answer for that is yes, yeah. It's about whether or not he's blocking the development of a young guy coming up mm -hmm. and whether or not he's cost, causing you to potentially lose one of those younger players that you haven't decided on yet because they become unprotected and get snatched up by another team. Yeah. It's tricky. It's tricky. Man, that's, and it's like it's like we always talk about. It's like how does, does this team really have a 40-man crunch? considering they just won their 63rd game today. Uh, but it's there, and that's kind of just the reality of the situation. And, you know, guys like Ethan Roberts and, and Brad Wick and Cody Hoyer to all had Tommy John this year. All going to – I think Cody Hoyer, I think he, he told me once, like June or July, he's hoping to be back on the mound. But Ethan Roberts and Brad Wick, that could be the entire year that they're out, right? And so right. – you got to decide on what you're going to do to them or do with them. Are you going to carry them on the 40-man the entire offseason? Are you going to maneuver your way to keep them in the system and not on the 40-man? Like, there's there's a lot that's going to happen in the first few weeks after the season ends, after the World Series is over. So, I don't know. It's it's interesting to me because I just never really paid attention to it this much before. As far well, as like if you're all choosing the between Ethan Roberts and – Samson, is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying just – I'm saying overall. Oh, right, yeah. Just the, all the decisions that have to be made. Samson, obviously, is a bigger one. Yeah. And and more of a – it's more of a decision that has to be made. Like, there's other guys that, okay, they're going to get cut. Oh, these guys are going to stay. Like, Samson's right in the middle of that. Like, he is very – could go either way, just depending on what they do during the – I know November 18th is the day that they have to have, like, the 40-man roster set as far as, like – that's the deadline to protect guys in the Rule 5 draft. Yeah. So, I mean, you got less than two months to kind of – till they come to that and, decision. And on really Samson. the Fall League is also a huge part yeah. of that too. Like, that's their last chance to see those guys and be like, okay, we got to protect them. Yeah. Right? Like, that's another part of trying to solve that puzzle. Really, the last piece of it is uh, the Rule 5 draft. Okay, so we were sitting here watching this game, laughing about the road to 63, the quest for 63 – we got it. They're there. They won't lose 100 games this season. And it got us to thinking, we were looking at the lineup. And we said, man, there's so many guys out. So many guys out. Like, wisdom is out. You have uh, um, Wilson is out. You have uh, Madrigal out. You have Horner out. Uh, who else is out? Uh, Suzuki. Saya is out. There's five guys. And, I, and we looked at the lineup, and I said, let's go back to September 20th 
2012, when they lost over 100 games that season, the same date in 2012, just 10 years ago, and look at the two lineups and see which team would you take? The lineup from 2012 or the lineup from tonight? <laughs> and I can't believe we're doing this exercise. It is an exercise in <laughs> head smashing, Okay. So really quick, there is uh, the pitcher for tonight was obviously Adrian Sampson, but he, because of the rule change, doesn't show up because right. he didn't bat tonight. He didn't well, bat. I don't even, I'll be honest with you, I covered the 2012 Cubs a lot, and I do not remember Jason Birkin ever making a start. Yeah. Maybe that says something about my memory. Maybe it says something about the Jason Birkin era in Cubs history. Don't remember it. Um, it was just a half season. Right. He, uh, I looked him up because we were talking about him on the couch. He played three and a half years with the Orioles and then played the second half of 2012 with the Cubs and then never played Major League Baseball again. Tan <laughs> says Hayward is out. Uh, all right, so let's look at this. If you had to pick a team, if you had to bet all of the money that is in your bank account, these, these massive bank accounts that you guys, we all have just money stashed coming out of our pockets or not. <laughs> and you had to put it on one one of those teams, double or nothing, in a head-to-head matchup, which team would you put it on? Can you bring that those lineups back up, Bring Joey? it back up, Joey. We'll, we'll read them out for the folks, folks that are listening to the podcast later. Leading off in 2012, David DeJesus at second, Darwin Barney at first, Anthony Rizzo, first season with the Cubs. All-star Brian LaHaren left, Starland Castro at short, <laughs> Luis Valbuena rest in peace at third, Wellington Castillo catching, Dave Sapelt, the longtime Iowa Cub in right, and Jason Birkin was pitching against the Reds that night. Tonight it was McKinstry, Kiros, Bodie, Hap, Rivas, Higgins, Young, Velasquez, and Hermosillo. Right. Uh, okay. Man. So... I will say this, that if Seiya, Nico, and a few of those other guys that are hurt that I can't think of, but definitely because of Seiya and Nico <laughs> is out, that I have to go with 2012. I uh, agree. If you're just looking at these two lineups, yeah, 12 has to be better. David DeJesus was a good Major League Baseball player. Darwin, Darwin Barney, Barney had Gold a good Glove. run. Gold yeah. Glove. Rizzo definitely is a better number three hitter than Bodie. <laughs> Brian LaHare was also an all-star, but I'll take Ian Happ. Yeah. So Starling there, there's Castro one was for also, tonight's team. That was Starling Castro, beginning of Starling Castro's career. You're yeah, like, this Castro, guy. Castro, I'm taking 100%. Yeah. This, at that time, this you were thinking Starling Castro was in route for 3,000 hits, yeah. man. No, this is Rizzo's two, first season with the Cubs, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is 100%. I think Castro had 2010-2011 had the... Was it eleven and twelve? He had over two hundred hits. Both yeah, games. it was like consecutive yeah. years. He yeah. had two hundred hits. Like, and the game was a little bit you, different. You could, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, right. Starling like, Castro can hit, by the way. Like, he I don't could. Think yeah. that was ever. I always felt bad that he wasn't part of the championship team. Uh, um, there's no question. If you look at those two head-to-head lineups for the same date ten years ago, despite the fact that they lost a hundred and one games. I would have to take that lineup over tonight's one that just won the magical game, number 63, the 63rd win of the 2022 season. Now, I agree with Cody. If you put the injured guys... Oh, and by the way, the the 2012 2012 team 
had a pinch hit from Brett Jackson. And Alfonso Soriano. And Soriano. So if yeah. you consider that Soriano <laughs> was true. on that team, man, it's oh. absolutely 2019. So I think even if you add in the guys that are injured for this team, which are a lot, I mean, Saya Wilson, that adds a lot. Yeah. Like, Wilson's yeah. better than Hank White. Love Hank White, but <laughs> Wilson's way better at catching. Yeah. But if you were to compare that team and remember that Soriano's on that team. It was Val, no, it was uh, Castillo, not Hank White. Oh, it was Wellington Castillo. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, still, it's still, still Wilson, yeah. yeah. And on this night. And he still had a good career. And on this night, 10 years ago, Castillo hit a homer. Really? The more you know. Welly. Yeah. yeah. Rizzo had a double. And they faced the Reds and went up against Johnny Cueto. The more you know. <laughs> I don't know. Jack R says if we were healthy, 2022 would easily be better. I would, I, agree. I don't know. I, Soriano, Rizzo. Okay, but this what's what's this was a good this, lead this is also guy? Rizzo his first year in the yeah. Big like leagues. let's take it by like how good those players were at that moment. And Rizzo wouldn't you make his at, first All Star team for another two years. Castro was right. pretty good. Did Castro Barney, was probably the best Barney player was on that good. Team. I don't think he won, had won a Gold Glove yet. Maybe he did. He was I still he good defensively. He was good defensively. He couldn't hit, but he was yeah. good defensively. De Jesus was a solid, like, <laughs> I don't know about solid the player. Joey, can you bring those up one more time? Thanks, boss. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're welcome, boss. <laughs> Valbuena was better after the Cubs than can he was. Can you say Nico he was is... Better. He was better the even with the Cubs after this year. After this year. But I, mean, year I, yeah. like, I think his best time came because Astros, right? Yeah, he was yeah. traded for Dexter Fowler. Yeah. Well, now... I've never even seen the name Dave Sapelt. <laughs> ever. Oh, yeah. A long, I yeah. mean, he was I'm not sure. I've, I've never heard of that player. I've never heard of that player. I've never heard of that player. Yeah. He was a triple-A player. You're right. Brian yeah. LaHare actually had a good... A good yeah, uh, I think that was like, his all-star year. Yeah. All-star. But if um, you're taking... If you're going to put Soriano in, in, in place of LaHare... Yeah. Or in place of Sapelt... Uh, it's tough. What well, would the lineup be? It would be like Nico short, Madrigal second base, what, Wisdom. Oh yeah, Madrigal. Darwin Barney two. over Third. Madrigal right now. Right now, I think you can say that. I mean, one shortstop Nico versus Starlin Castro. That's tough. Nico, well, Nico better defensively. Yeah. But again, at that time, Castro was getting two first base, first base, Nico, first year not, first base is not close. It's Rizzo. That's true. Center Whatever, field, it's not I don't know. Close. It doesn't it's matter to me. Left field, Soriano. I can't believe I, Soriano I'm arguing left. about I'd have to go half 2022 half over 2012 Soriano. Let's pull up the rotation. What was the not rotation power, that year? Right? It's close. Well, it's all-star versus not all-star. Yeah. Like, what was the I, rotation that year? <laughs> does, it beat, do uh, does it beat Samson, Steele, Thompson, oh, Miley, man. Smiley? Well, at least at the end of the season. Well, no, they didn't. Well, it's only Birkin versus Samson. It's Birkin versus Samson. Um, Sapout versus Hermosillo. Anyways, it's a showdown. I thought yeah, it was funny yeah. to go back to like one of the worst teams you can remember, a team that lost 101 games, and you go back and you look at tonight's lineup and you're like, yeah. I don't know, they might have beat tonight's lineup, but this team was good enough to beat the Marlins and win 63, and they will not lose 100 games this season. By the way, the Angels eliminated from uh, the postseason ninth straight season, so uh, things could be worse. And uh, things could be available as in players could be available this offseason. Guys. Certain okay. angels could be available. Certain angels. I was going to say, we, we've been visited by Zoph Anonymous again. Oh, Zoph Anonymous. Oh. Back. 
not divorced, right? <laughs> I'm not not divorced. Okay. Uh, Just making sure Zove Anonymous knows. And I, I'm a little disappointed that on for the 63rd one in the season, we can't find out how Ravi is celebrating live. Oh. Ravi, come up. Don't you wonder how he's celebrating right now? Yeah. Is he he's actually so aware? into his celebration, he does, he's not even. Is he, is he, he doesn't even know the show's going the on right now. Or did he bail out in like the fifth inning? Uh, <laughs> hey, Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams. Now get fitted in the best sports gear around. FOCO has you covered from Soldier Field to the front room to north side, south side, hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Get decked out like tomorrow with apparel from the leader in sports, merch, and collectibles, FOCO. Looking for the perfect gift for that football fan in your life? FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight the Lake Michigan breeze. Check out FOCO.com. Click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. And Chi-Town Custom Cornhole. You want to talk about having some swag when you're out at the first CHGO Bears tailgate coming up here on Sunday. Tickets still available at all CHGO.com. 34 bucks, booze, beer, food, food DJ, and a tailgate spot. Hanging out with 10 minutes away from the Soldier Field. Hanging out with CHGO. Hanging out with CHGO. Going to be a good time. Uh, make sure you check that out. Anyways, you're going to also want to bring your Chi-Town Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box-style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Complete cornhole boards coming with built-in drink holders, recessed in back LED lights that light up the hole. Exterior handles for easier carrying, handcrafted scorekeepers, veteran-owned and op operated. They can ship it anywhere and offer local pickups, specializing in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, gifts for all occasions, especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues. We've got some here yeah. that they made for us at CHGO. Joe, you going to bring it over? Careful now. Don't knock over the champagne. Yeah. <laughs> the most important thing in this room right now is the Celebratory champagne. champagne. Look. Is. You're going to have to hold it up. We can't yeah. see it. No, I'm going in the way. Get your workout in. Where's, Look at that where's custom. Jack so he can yell Look at that Joey. custom cornhole. Down a little bit. And then, I don't know if you're able to flip the light on. Can you flip the light on? Does that one have a battery in it? Look at that. You, can't, you, you turn can't it just really a little bit. Really there it is. You can see you how it's really lit up. Tell. It's white. There you go, yeah. At night, that would be incredible at a tailgate. Oh, yeah. Or in your backyard. Yeah. Listen, I mean... We hit almost 90 degrees today, and we're pushing October. Mm -hmm. The seasons are shifting. As a former weather guy, the seasons are shifting. <laughs> it's shifting one month each way. We're still going to have warm weather in October, and you're going to want to be out tailgating. Michael uh. Collada says, we had old toilets in 2012. Thank you for that uh, magical memory. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I searched the rotation. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Yeah. We had Jeff Samarja. Who was the best pitcher on the team that year? Uh, Travis Wood. Good. Good. Cubs legend, yes. Yeah. Paul Mahalam. Cubs I, legend. I remember yeah. the name. Chris Volstad. Uh huh. I also remember that. That was name. the guy from the Marlins. And then Ryan Dempster and Matt Garza, who I believe were traded. And at then the Dempster deadline became that a closer. Yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was like ten years ago this season. No, Dempster already that. was a closer. Yeah, Dempster, Dempster already he was, was a closer, closer. Yeah, first. Yeah, right. Like that was Dempster point, yeah. in 2012 at the deadline. I'm pretty he sure they started. traded Garza yeah, for Hendricks. Yeah, he traded Dem- Dempster was what got the Hendricks. Yeah, and then yeah. he went back. And Garza yeah, exactly. got like Carl Edwards Jr. and Justin Grimm, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Also, Paul Mahalam got them something too. I don't remember who. I, th- I want to say it was uh, Tommy Lastella. Maybe that. No, that not 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 Tommy Lastella. Um, Boy, I don't have that one. I don't know. Yeah. Here, I'll Chris, his name. what's the guy? Wait, Volstad? Volstad, yeah, he was a Marlins. I thought that was the guy that the, the Blackhawks just hired to be their announcer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's Chris Volsters. Volsters, he yeah. He was here. I, I, mean, I was being real serious. Close. Yeah, that's real close. <laughs> Volstad was a big, tall guy, and I believe he was a Marlins first-round pick, and they were always hoping he could kind of capture that magic with the Cubs. He was uh, like a, a reclamation project. He was. I, I found what they got for... Or uh, Paul Mahalam. He was traded with Cubs legend Reed Johnson. Oh. And Cash. <laughs> Michael Collado. I like Reed Johnson a lot. Yeah. Uh, they were traded to the Braves for yeah. Jay Chapman and Aroldis Vizcaino. Ah. And that's why Tommy Lestella came in my head because I'm pretty sure the Cubs eventually traded Vizcaino back to the Braves for Tommy Lestella. Brilliant. So the more you know, Worthless information, but uh, by the way, for the series finale, um, Corey and Brennan will have the recap for you tomorrow night. It's going to be Strowman against the Marlins. If you missed the beginning of the broadcast um, on Marquee, uh, Taylor McGregor had that Strowman is uh, moving up. Smiley's been pushed back because of a sore shoulder. Hope he's okay. Shoulder. Either way, they say they're not mm-hmm. too worried about it, but they just want to give him an extra day. So, because yeah. what doesn't matter. Yeah, I would say that's true. Uh, David Snyder says we should also be mentioning that Hughes pitched clutch tonight. He did. He got out he of it. Got gave out up that leadoff double that was almost a homer. That game went to extras. You were going to see that champagne bottle smashed over my head. <laughs> I think he's been a real big positive. Of Cody, Cody <laughs> yeah. said it. Cody said it a couple times, but I think of all of the obvious positives, like Nico's had a great season. Saya looks really good at points. Uh, obviously, the two young starters. But... Brandon Hughes has looked – he's looked good. I mean, it's it's year to year for these guys in the bullpen, yeah. but it's good for him at least. He's, uh, he's he was really an outfielder, been, guys. Yeah, he yeah. has – not even four years ago, he was an outfielder about to get cut from right. the, from spring training. I like think he he's got – he's, he's carving himself up a nice role at the back end of the bullpen next year, man. And he already, I mean, he's already kind of doing that now. Well, like, that's yeah, what I'm, yeah. I'm like, yeah. we won't, we're sitting here and we're like, we don't know what this team's going to look like next year, but like, you can look at Brandon Hughes in. and you're like, yep. he's in that back end. For sure. He's, I don't think he's well, definitely he's not. Re- closer, he's replacing but. what you had in Efros sort of already. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be even like, I know you, you look at like, you want, you want your specific bullpen roles. You want your eighth inning setup, man, your ninth inning closer. Like that's how baseball's always been. Brandon Hughes could just be a guy that you need a you need a, a reliever to go in in a tough situation, or you need to get out. You like this is the moment you need to get somebody out. Pitching weapon, throw him in like that. That's that. This yeah. is this is what he's good. What he's showing high leverage guy. Do. High leverage yeah. guy. High leverage yeah. guy. Nick, he's high a good seventh guy, or eighth man. inning guy. But, like, but you know what? If Alzali's not a starter, even Joe Girardi was saying in the broadcast, you get him against a stretch of four righties, you feel real good about him coming in. And don't forget. That if Keegan Thompson goes back to the bullpen, he's a high, he's your high leverage guy too, and it might be for multiple innings you leave him in. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're gonna they're gonna have bullpen options because of the 
young arms they already have, and that's yeah. why they dealt four relievers, including at Frost. Yeah, and that's why we talked about, you know, with possibly bringing Drew Smiley back, which I think we all said makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like if the, that, yeah. it, like it's that's not a. I don't. I don't see it as a negative, even though it might be taking away starts from other people because he may be a guy that they throw in the bullpen. Um, and he could be another – he could be your lefty Keegan Thompson, a lefty mm-hmm. go out there for a couple mm-hmm. innings and get some outs. Um, but there's going to be – you know, depending what the Cubs do this offseason, um, obviously they're going to go out and, and look at some veteran arms, cheap veteran arms that can – you know, they can get an, an, they can get something out of next year. But Brandon Hughes, Jeremiah Estrada has stuff. I think mm-hmm. you want to see it more Whoa. consistently do well yeah. with it. Just don't but walk he's guys, but stuff. wow. He's got really good stuff. He just has to do be more consistent with it. Um, yeah, Keegan, if he's back in the bullpen, like that's Alzelay, Edward Alzelay is. I mean, they have there's decent arms in that bullpen right now that you're not like, oh, let's see you in the offseason. Let's see how they completely revamp the bullpen like they've done in the last couple of years because they may not have to do like a ton. Like there, there might be. A couple of guys, maybe even three, maybe four guys that you're like when you when you finish the season now you're like, that's our bullpen and and yeah. and you might be good you might be good with it right so um, if the if the Cubs look at that and they see a Keegan Thompson or an Alzelay or a, or a, you know Brand Hughes whatever as bullpen pieces next year like that's not a bad thing at all like that's that's a solid foundation for a bullpen. Sean says Hughes would be a nice setup man for Kimbrel next year. <laughs> Ryan uh, Michael Collada is asking. Uh, do we have any update on Ed, Howard. Ed Howard's rehab? I don't think there I has been much. About that. All yeah. I saw that was that Marquis dropped him to number 20 on their Cubs <laughs> yeah, prospects list, and I was like, well, that's tough. Right. Guy's hurt. Right. I would have to go back. I don't, I don't it, think we've That's all much because of, of the new guys they brought in. Sure. It's, anyway. That's part of it, and yeah. he's lost another season. Yeah. I don't think we've gotten much of an update on Ed Howard in a while it's been a while yeah I mean, I, and i don't think we're gonna get one until i, I had like I, a major surgery i mean i yeah i think the cubs are expecting him to be you know to make the full recovery and be able to like be ready to go by spring training mm-hmm. but i mean at perhaps the, at, that, at that point when it's a lot when it's long-term injuries like that guys aren't always i mean guys aren't around that are long-term injury in the major leagues guys aren't around that much so you don't get too many updates on on guys like that this is a guy in like Single A, like high A maybe. It's a hip mm. injury, <laughs> like, right? It's a hip yeah. injury yeah. to a long-term injury to a guy in high A or whatever, wherever he was at this year. Like that's – you. The, the updates on that are a little fewer and far between. Yeah. Um, no, we have not gotten – I have don't remember or recall getting much of an update as, as far as like he's rehabbing. You know, we had the surgery, he's rehabbing. Yeah, he's a guy that, that plays it. with a lot of like – athleticism as well that's kind of a big part of his game and just give given the fact that we're celebrating right now that Cubs just hitting 63 wins I don't think they're going to be in any rush to bring him back no. so I think it's just get healthy and whatever we can get from you in the meantime is perhaps you know, we just get him on the podcast and ask him ourselves yeah that'd be Ooh. great hopefully we'll have uh, a couple other prospects joining in the offseason yeah that'd be great um teaser so yeah teaser yeah, I don't I, wink it I will say this about Howard is that, it, you know, not only does it suck because of his pro- pro- progression through the minors, but, you know, it's just another infielder that they have to wait on, you know. Yeah. I like, know. who like he was in South Bend this year, and he was starting to play well. Like, 
Imagine if he would have had a great season, not necessarily PCA level, but, like, just had a great season, like, really bounced back from last year. And, like, you know, next thing you know, he's going double A next year, and you got a you, you got a Then you're potential, in the conversation. Yeah, then you're in the conversation of a potential, you know, second base up the middle guy with Nico Horner and, you know, but – I think that's just going to be pushed back a little bit, and that's unfortunate. Jack said uh, Judge just hit 60. Yeah, I was going to say. I just got the notification. Wow. wow. I want to see the replay of it. But, uh, Who are the Yankees playing? Pirates. Pirates? Oh, yeah. man, he's going to hit. He'll hit the next one tomorrow. Or, hell, he might hit another one Off tonight. Off Will Crow, who was dicing up the Cubs earlier Guys, this he, year. He, in could, April, yeah. he could hit 13 more. He could. 13 more in, what, 14 games? I saw it. It's, it's not – I saw a tweet that said that there, not there, impossible. There's, a li- there's a list of guys who did it. Sammy Sosa did it in 98 with the, with the amount of homers he would have to hit in a 14-day or 15-day stretch. Sammy I mean, Sosa it's, did it's it not a non-zero chance, of course, but it's just like, eh, very unlikely. I'd the give pressure it like will only get like higher. Half a percent yeah. point. But I'll cheer for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would. I'll cheer for it. His situation is a lot different from that – fraudulent retirement tour down in St. Louis. <laughs> uh, Sean says, Shane Bieber, <laughs> opening day starter. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, man. Oh, I'd be okay with yeah. that. With he Carter me, Hawkins, like Bieber, Bieber, Stroman, Steele. Yeah. That's with good. Carter Hawkins Thompson, as Hendricks, the GM, you know, like, he has those ties. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe the Cubs can work out. You know how the Guardians are, man. Like, they don't want to pay anyone. So, like, maybe you don't have to give up the biggest haul in the world for a guy like I that. Do wonder- but he still has... Two years of control, yeah. so you're going to be giving up a lot for a yeah, guy like I, that. I and do wonder if they're, you know, it, assuming they win the division this year, if they're yeah. looking to offload their best pitcher. Right. I mean, they again, they haven't they're not shown afraid. the only they're person not, they're that they're not afraid. Cleveland's not afraid. They do stuff like that because they believe in their pipeline. Right. When did he win well, the? Uh, the only guy ago? that they've ever paid though in recent history though is Please Ramirez. Play. He's the only one that they've paid. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. Let, let Lindor Lind- go. They let Lindor go. They've traded off other pitchers. Like, yeah, sure, they might be able to get have the pitching year in and year out. I don't know. I mean, Bieber, he's a really good I mean, Bieber, Bieber's really good, man. And he's been healthy all year. Like, yeah. last year was, was he pitched 16 games last year. And, like, there was, like, the whole – I think the whole first half of the season, basically. Like, he was, like, yeah. hurt. Yeah. Got Sean 28 said, starts already. This Sean year. suggests Morell and Thompson in a deal for Bieber. Uh, I'd do that if Bieber would be willing to, ahead of the trade, sign a longer-term deal for, Again, like, two four more, years. He still has two more years of control, though. That's what I'm saying. Add, add on an extension of, like, another two mm. years to that. Okay. Then I'd be like, okay. But for two years that you may or may not be competitive, I'd probably still do I it. I think the Cubs probably will be – if, if the Cubs are trying to make a trade for Shane Bieber, they're trying to be competitive. Yeah. No, he's that would so, be that would be well, those would be two uh, key guys to get, lose, right? That is but, two key guys. But yeah, I for, for Bieber, sure. I for uh, number one, who would greatly change your rotation. I would I would easily yeah. make that. I mean, trade, we, we yeah. talk about with like like getting Rodon this off season or Degrom. However, unlikely <laughs> I think that it's going to happen. Um, but Bieber's right up there with him. Yeah, too. he's not a free agent, so you'd obviously have to give up some stuff for him. Yeah, but he's he's a, f- a freaking good pitcher. The better route is spending Ricketts' one. money. Yeah. <laughs> right? The, the better Rickett's route is spending money. the Ricketts yeah. money and cool. not giving up guys that you've just accumulated. But right. there there <laughs> are guys that I would be willing to move some prospects for. I just won't move all of the prospects. Mm-hmm. And I'm not moving, you know, 
You know how I feel about that. Anyways. I'll, I'm sure Michael Collado will like that sentiment of spending the Ricketts spending money. Spending the Ricketts money, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we're good. So Brendan and Corey will be here for tomorrow again. Congratulations to everybody out there. We're going to do who you got? Oh, you want to do who you got? Oh, yeah. I thought we were giving it to the fans, but if you want to steal it from the fans. I mean, that's fine. All right. I don't want to steal it. No, who you got? It should have been me. It should have been me. God, I dropped the ball. I'm just a fan. I don't even know who won, honestly. I know it wasn't my guy, McKinstry. (laughs) I was so caught up in the race to 63, I don't have a graphic. Who you got? Let's see what we have. (laughs) I don't have a graphic. I was so caught up in the game. Who did you guys have? You had Samson. Six innings, one run. Eight hits, though. Eight hits. That means he, he stopped them. I mean, you're, you want to pull out every other stat to try and – well, my guy hit into two fielders' choices. And, That's and you every other day. And so how I many mean, runs did he give up? Eight hits, I'm just saying. Uh, Ryan how many won. runs did he give up? Ryan, Ryan won. won. I agree. I'm just trying to – just trying well, to, The guys uh, we picked, Ryan won. Make it I funnier. I picked Samson. Samson. All right. I mean, Ryan gets a point. So the, just, just so you guys know, I was – I had Bodie on the tip of my tongue, everyone. No, you know I. And Ryan convinced I, me not to take him. Are you him. kidding me? I said I said you can have Bodie, <laughs> had, and you I said no. Kuros, I, I had Kuros on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> I was I, one day I early told on Joe, my Bodie I said, you could t- you, Are you going to take Bodie tonight? I said no. I got Higgins because I took Bodie last night because I I told you I had a premonition. Higgins had a double, didn't he? And he had two singles. Yeah. Oh, I said I had Higgins. Yeah. Oh, and we're just gonna we're just gonna award it to Ryan two singles for Higgins. All right, you win. <laughs> he, does, he does play the toughest position on the field. All right, you win. What's I will up? give the YouTube chat a point as well. All right, cool. So YouTube chat has a point. That's Ryan right. now is 20. It's 24 uh, to 21 to 20. Uh-oh. Two, two, one and a half, one, one, and one. What, what does Kevin have? One, one and a half. half. Oh, man, the chat's catching up on Kevin. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. And what, what, does, uh, what does Maverick have? One, which is added to mine, which puts me back in the race. 63. Congratulations to everybody. We can't play that music too often, so we won't. Please maybe don't, co- don't, co- way out, don't copyright us. On, maybe we should on the just way out. Just don't copyright like, us, YouTube. <laughs> again, I... Just for vibes. Like, you win 63. Yes. There should be some sort of vibe. Yeah. Okay. We... we <laughs> I know we've made the like we've been playing this joke all season. I'm just glad that it's over, man. Yep, they're not going to lose. I'm really glad that it's hey, over. I mean, and three months ago, like there was legitimate yeah. like. I straight up thought losses. that like, with how bad it was going, I was like, you know, J- Kev. I asked Kevin and Jake, our 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 bosses, like. Did you guys hire me to like put me through this like as, <laughs> as like initiation into this company? Like like it, it was it like what did I do to deserve this? And tonight it will all be avoided. It, it all paid off. By it the way, all paid off. Judge not he will not be here because the Yankees will never let a guy that's gonna hit sixty five home runs and possibly win the triple crown walk away for any amount of money. How many more years did Maris play at the Yankees after he hit sixty one? Wow, that's not something I can tell you. Michael Collado might <laughs> Off know. Off my head. Okay, that's it. Thanks for watching the CHGO Post Game Show podcast. 63 wins for your Chicago Cubs. We will not lose 100. We'll see you next time. And don't forget, always fly the W. Joey, play us out Maverick style. It was five more seasons, by the way. <laughs>